Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guest tonight's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two you'd mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Babe Ruth. Never let the fear of striking out get in your way. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 203. Please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful fall day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. All of my school teacher friends are all back at school. My patio gig season is pretty much over. So what's that mean? Extra time to put out new music. Last week's Gigs Wrap-Up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Manager Rob pulled me aside and said some very nice things about my music and how glad he was that I was there each and every Wednesday. I never hear that stuff. It totally made my day. Thursday, Brian Johnson and myself rocked out at Thursdays on First in downtown Rochester, Minnesota. Probably one of the largest crowds I've ever played in front of. Uh, What a rush. Also, great to see Angie from Harbor Bar. Friday, played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Working with longtime friend and co-worker at Ingredient Cindy was just like old time. Saturday, played a duo show at Petey Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Last patio show there of the summer. Great to see Scotty and also Bill and Carla for the second night in a row. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, September 5th, I'll be playing a solo show at Lono Grill in Egan, Minnesota from 7.30 to 10 p.m. Friday, September 6th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, September 7th, Mr. Brian Keith Johnson and myself will be rambling on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. It's part one of two with Minnesota Twins organist Sue Nelson. We talk Pert Near Sandstone, her journey to the Minnesota Twins, Harmon Killebrew, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Miss Sue Nelson. Miss Sue Nelson. Mrs. But I'll just call you Sue Nelson. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast here. We're here at the 
what's it, Como Lake Pavilion at Spring Cafe here yes. in St. Paul. And yes. Sue is nice. She is the organist for the Minnesota Twins. For how many years, Sue? This is my 21st year. 21st year. Maybe the most exciting. Yes, for sure exciting. And I got her on a day off here to come down and uh, be on the podcast. And we're talking about Pert Near Sandstone is going to be at the state fair this year. They came up and talked to you. Yes, it was so interesting. They had no idea that I would be excited about it. And he said, well, it's kind of a strange name. And it's I'm from southern Minnesota, so it sounded really, really close to Pert Near. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going. One of those nights go? at the fair. Oh, absolutely. They're at the West End, which is called something else now. I don't know. What or is that called? Heritage Square. Heritage Square. Yeah, that's what it used to be. Okay. So maybe it is West End. Yes, it might be. Okay. Heritage Square. Then there's, uh, on the there's so many different stages. Yeah, and the, on the Wednesday and Thursday night, and it looked to be like 8, eight o'clock, but that should be checked because that should be good. Yes. Um, their original fiddle player named... Uh, Ryan Young was just on the podcast last week. Really? Yeah. He's in a band called Trampled by Turtles. Oh, my. That's like the way good band. And started in Mankato because that's where I'm from. Really? Yes, so you know yeah, Trampled or, by Turtles? Yes I, yes, I do. Wow. My family is big Trampled by Turtles fans. They travel to see them. Yes. <laughs> my daughter. He was just on the show. He did oh, my 200th wow. episode. Really? And he talked about when he got to play on David Letterman and stuff. Yes, yes. They're um, really, really good. Yes, they are. Um, so he was talking about how nervous he gets when he, when he was playing in front of Letterman and stuff like that. Have you ever battled with nerves of some of your bigger performances you've had? Well, not any of the sports because this is such a on the side thing. There's so many people that go that have no knowledge that I'm there. And most of them think it's a button that somebody pushed and that it's recorded. You, you know? think so? Oh, I know they do. Because they come up all the time and say, oh, you are real. And I say, boy, you're not much of a musician because you don't hear my mistakes because I do make a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, my good friend Corey is, uh, is a huge, huge Twins fan. And he's seen you play up there. I think he's season ticket holder. So he texted. I told him you're going to be on. Oh, really? And he was super excited. So one of the questions he wanted me to ask you <laughs> is if you ever screw up in front oh, of all those people. Honestly. Sometimes it just isn't very good. You know, <laughs> it, 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 most people don't notice, but there are those that, of course, do notice. Do they really? Oh, sure. Somebody came up the other day and said they were. he and his friend were sitting and trying to figure out, and he said, I could tell that it was real. <laughs> In other words, he said, I could tell that you made a couple of mistakes. <laughs> wow. Um, what's the most common song that would be easiest to flub up? Oh, well, I don't really play. The only song I play is Take Me Out to the Ball Game. It's the only song I play all the way through. I start it, two measures of intro, and the end, da-da-da-da. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I play little bits of things. I've been doing... Um, 
Feel It Still with a Background by Jeff Victor, which is just phenomenal, the background. But I'm playing one finger. I better be able to get that right. And Happier, <laughs> those two songs. Because they want me to do real current stuff, you know. I still like Hungry Like the Wolf and, and Walk of Life. <laughs> they don't, so you play they those two? Well, just little bits of them, you know. And they, oh, they, wow. But they want me to do new, new stuff, don't you know. So how do they go about asking you to do that? Like, what songs do they want you to play? So like They say, well, we'll you know, do this. And sometimes I say no, but... <laughs> like, what's a current song, for Well, example? both of those. Feel It Still and Happier. Oh, those really? Two, yeah, those two I'm doing. They've uh, Jeff has written out, you know, what goes with his background that he's done with all of his computer stuff. And Okay, uh, so for so people really that don't know, who is Jeff? Jeff Victor, I'm sorry. Jeff okay. Vi- Jeff Victor, uh, he and I started at the, no- at the Twins in 1999. Well, fall is pretty much here. Looking forward to the changing leaves, cooler weather, and football. But it's been a great summer. Copper the Wonder Gold and I put on some mass miles of travel. Whether it's 100 degrees out, or raining cats and dogs, or snowing like a banshee, the peace of mind I have while driving a solid, reliable vehicle is literally priceless. And that peace of mind is exactly what I have while cruising around the countryside in my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles in my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take, I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a fall season full of adventures and memories out on the open road in a new ride. Wow. When Ronnie Newman got sick, he had played since 1977, and that's when the organ got there, by the way. That's when the organ came to the twins from Bodine's organ and piano, and it's a little spinet Yamaha. And when Ronnie... I think both Jeff and I subbed for him a couple times, but he almost always played from 1977 to 1998. Almost every single game. Wow. And it's still the same organ now? It's the same organ, yeah. Um, Has it gone through any restoration or had any troubles with it? No, you haven't seen it. It's really bad looking. (laughs) (laughs) And and when people put their drinks on, I I have a fit because it doesn't matter about the wood. It's pretty. It's it's all wood, you know. But um, if if it would fall into the organ, it would probably be the end of the organ and the end of me. (laughs) Oh, no. So people set their drinks right on and everything? Well, no, they don't very often because they know me really well. I mean, that's that's immediate. I just, no, no, you know. Yeah. But they're right there by me. Yeah, they're right there leaning on the organ. And uh, so... I see you on Facebook all the time. People must go to the game and they videotape yeah. you playing. I just saw my friend Greg Kemper was there the day. It was videoing you against the Brewers this last season or yeah. this last series yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, I uh, they're right up there. 
And I remember at the beginning, well, even my son said, oh, mom, what if somebody, you know, gets in your face? And I said, I really think 99% of the people that are in my room are going to be my guards. Absolutely. Because, because it's almost always full. Actually, during the first and second innings, I shouldn't say this. <laughs> there's not very many people. <laughs> but, um, you know, usually there's so many people, and there would always be someone that would step in if someone tried to play or... Ooh, or yeah. I, I, But the other thing is I got good feet. I can kick really, really, really well, and I will. <laughs> that is awesome. Little kids, of course, want to reach, and I'm quick with a no, and sometimes they're not my friends at all anymore, but... It's very important. They've the the, the uh, people that count have said they really don't want that many people up there. But of course, that's what my job is to to be interacting with kids and people and old people and musicians and everyone. Yeah, it's that's part of my job. I that's know. great. That's me. That's why I'm in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and you're at the Two Gingers Pub, right? Yes, right, right. What um. What's a day like for you when you go play a show for the twins? So, for example, I'm leaving after this to go play a show, and I load my stuff and kind of go through my routine or whatever. So you get there, you have your own parking space, and then you have to go. What's your routine to go get set up for a twins game at home? Well, if the game is at 7, the gates are open at 5 on the weekends. I certainly am on my way by 4. I do not have my own parking space. I park in the... And I advertise this a lot, the, the Salvation Army parking lot on 10th Avenue and 4th Street. It's wonderful. Six dollars. Everybody come <laughs> and park it, except save me a spot. <laughs> no, most people don't get there that early. And it is a parking lot for people that work there during the day. So as they're leaving, I usually can get it kind of close. But it's a three-block walk, something like that, right past Fulton Brewery Ooh. and, and uh, uh, another little place that's... There's a little foot walk across a little valley there to get to the cidery. cidery. I think it's called something cidery. Anyway, and then up past Be the Match. And so it's three blocks. Okay. But it's always nice. I mean, sometimes it's raining, but then you can walk under the bridge. Nice. And you get in, they know who you are, the guards and all that stuff, or have your passes and all that? Is I it... have my pass, and if I forget it, yes, they know who I am. <laughs> I have a couple times. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, so you go up and warm up? And, no, is, is I, don't, all... I don't warm up. Um, I, the, the organ is exactly the same as I left it, and it doesn't, you know. It, Jeff Patterson is the sound guy, and he has it sounding so good. And really... It's a dumb old organ, and it has one sound that sounds like Twins Baseball, and that's why it's there. Wow. People say, why don't they get you an organ? Well, then it would sound like the DJ. I mean, you know, the new keyboards are fabulous. Yeah. Okay, people don't want that. They want, they want it to sound like the old Twins games, like when they were young or younger. And so that's why we still have the same organ. When you were young, were you a fan of baseball and like organs and stuff like that, like the sound of that when you'd go to a game? I always would over go to grandpa and grandma's and they were the first in the area that had a TV and everybody said, isn't that nice? She goes to visit her grandpa and grandma. And I really was just watching the baseball on TV. <laughs> it was before, way before the twins. <laughs> Do you think when you were a young kid, you'd have been like, oh, that'd be so cool to be the organist for the, the twins? Probably not because I was a piano player and I was pretty good. I wasn't a piano. I was a pianist in those days, and I really wanted to do that. And then I got out of high school, didn't like school, and so I went into working in the music store and thought I was going to just be able to play the big grands. That was just what I wanted to do. 
and they had there just started to be organs for sale, and I had to teach organs and and had to learn to improvise three chords C F and G you can play any song in the world you know, and so that's what I did and I hated it. I just thought it was horrible okay. because because I I was good at piano, and this didn't use any of my piano playing ability. Okay. So now my left hand is is rotten. I don't even need it, and my foot is good, and I I I, I did the other thing. That's the sports. <laughs> I always like sports a lot. That's good. Um, so what was your first? So how did you gravitate from? Um, playing piano, the big grands and things like that, to what was your first, like, baseball game where you went to, like, mm. was I, it, like, a high school game? No, or how did no, you build up no, to this No, I position? was a cheerleader in high school, and so I always liked but that. But out of the music stores, I did play piano bar at, at, when I was working in the music stores. Okay. And uh, I always remember the place in New Ulm that I said closed because I was so bad when I started. I mean, I was. I was terrible because I didn't like it either, you know. I just kept thinking, oh, I should be playing piano. Um, but that wasn't going to take me anywhere because I, I wasn't going to be a pianist on stage. And so I needed a job. So I did piano bar and got learned to talk to people at the same time as I was playing. And the playing wasn't as important as the ambiance around and so then I did that down in Fairmont and in the Twin Cities. And then when I was working in the music store, the, the guy who was playing for the North Stars came into the store and said he needed a replacement. And I auditioned for that job and did not get the job because the good musician got it. But he wanted to play music. And, of course, he hated it because he couldn't ever finish a song. It was just, you know, it's, it's, uh, cheerleading is not a musician's job. And people talk about me as a musician, and I might be, but not in the, not in the baseball games. You can't be a musician because you always have to stop as soon as the play, as soon as, you know, as soon as the guy steps into the box or as soon as whatever. I have to stop all the time, so I... I have to only watch the game. The The music isn't important as the, just the sound that keeps going. Wow. When there's no game. Um. It's, it's really weird because I can't pay any attention to what I'm playing. Uh, it can't mean anything. It can't be like a song that, that means something. Because it, it has to start and stop for with whatever is going on in the game. When, when did, do you know much about the history of an organist or organs and baseball, that relationship? Like, when did that start? Like, what, what makes that the instrument of baseball? I have, I have a little thing that's at 1941 was the first used of take me out to the ball game. And I don't think that's right. I think it was in the 20s that it was. Okay. But maybe not with organ. Maybe somebody just sang it. Because I have this little clip of the newspaper thing that says 1943. Or 1941, maybe. Okay. Why do you think organs and baseball go well together? Is it because it's loud and you can hear it and it's... it's you well, get you want to clap. You want to clap. And if you can clap together, it certainly is dun, 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 you know. Um, when the twins came 
I don't know whether they had an organist in, in Seattle. I have no idea. But Willie Peterson was the first Twins organist. And then he played from 61 to 69, and then he died. And then his wife, Jeannie, took over. And they are their family, both of them are gone, Willie and Jeannie, but their five children are all nationally known musicians. I talked to Ricky the other day, and he said, we just got home from... Australia, and they play all over the world. They're fabulous, but they're real musicians. In those days, they did play real music, not only cheerleading. <laughs> really? Oh, yes, they did. So I wonder why it transitioned from playing a popular song of the era to just playing these little clips. I don't know. I don't... They did not have any recorded music at games until 1984 because I was playing for the North Stars then and from 1981 to 84 it was only me and but then they didn't want songs I just remember that they wanted um, jazz um, just stuff they did not want it to and I remember who one of the owners called one day and said I recognize a song in there which you're playing I don't want to hear a song really yes Yes. Like so they were listening. Play, I was just, I would, yeah, or yeah right. Just stuff. Sure, just improv. Just, just stuff. And, and he called and said, I recognize a song. I don't know if I was thinking a song or not. <laughs> that, but then in 1984, they started having recorded music. I want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located on the corner of County Road B, and Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a fact. The food at T-Birds, Cafe, and Takeaway is always great. The second Thursday of the month shows are starting back up at the B-Dale Club. Super pumped to catch up with friends after the summer break. We get a ton of new music. Should be a blast. Also supposed to record a podcast there tonight, and it's the first day of bocce ball season. Always something rocking and rolling at the B-Dale Club. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that after being talked about on these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill cocktails are selling like hotcakes. Karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball turnings, and much, much more. B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. So do all baseball teams around the country have an organist? No, still? I think maybe only half of them. Half of them. Yeah. Yep. And there are people that feel bad about that in towns, and they say, oh, I wish we had an organist. And some of them say, well, I don't even know whether we do or not. The only two that you can talk to, like you can to me up there and the two gingers, is uh, it's me and Bobby Freeman uh, in, at Chase Field in Phoenix or Sun City, wherever it is out there, West Phoenix. And he plays a big organ. He's up above the left field bleachers in the kids' play area, and he has a big, big organ with a keyboard on top. He's a recording artist. He loves to have company. So he tells people to come and see me, and I tell people to go and see him if they ever go to Chase Field. It's really funny. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. One time a, a man was talking to me, and he said his dad was out in Phoenix at game, and he told his dad to go up there, and so they were on the phone with each other while talking to <laughs> Bobby Freeman and me. That is <laughs> really spectacular. Cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, is there, a, like, a community or, like, a union of organists for Major League Baseball? I don't think so. I, I, I think now I was hearing Josh Cantor was doing a podcast the other day and um, talking about... Uh, sports organ 
Uh, you know my phone, my little uh, flip phone, so I don't get any of that. But I hear about it once in a while. I don't think they all talk to each other. Um, Dean Roscoe also, he's the, he plays a pipe organ in uh, Miller, at Miller Park. It's just phenomenal. That one I did get to go see and visit with him. In Milwaukee? Yes. Oh. oh. He, is, he is just fabulous, except that he plays, of course, in the press box. They all, the rest of them do in the press box or in their own little cubicle. And it's real soft in there. And I just thought, oh, he can't hardly even hear what he's doing and then I went out into the the into the park you know and watched the game it was just fantastic he's really really good he's playing stuff like dizzy fingers and real big pipe organ stuff even. oh cool it's really really nice that I hope everybody that goes to Miller Park really pays attention to it because he's way special I go down multiple times a year. I'm from Wisconsin originally, so... Oh, be sure that you do. And his name is... Ba- no, no, his name is Dean Roscoe. Okay. Sounds great. So when you're watch- So how does the process go? So you're watching a game. I've seen our dear friend Andy Crowley do it a number of times, too. And, and um, so you're watching a game. Do people tell you when to play no. or what to play? No, they never would. It's just how you react to the game. No, and they, they trust never would. you that. The, the, the DJ says, I'll take this one. Um, and or I'll take the next foul ball or whatever. I can do any of them. I used to do all of it. Now he does some of it. Um, or he'll say, well, at the end of the game when it's really uptight, he'll say, I'll take this batter. And then I have to sit and do nothing. But um, I try and get at least one in before they <laughs> decide. Most of the time, the beginning of the game, first five, six innings, um, he will say when he's going to. The rest of the time is for me. The producer also says... Um, what they call switcher noise, which is the, it's up on the board, get loud or, you know, that kind of stuff. Just loud crashing. Okay. Sounds. And how many different song pieces do you I don't know. I have no idea. My there. fingers do it. I don't do it. And you don't even just no, whatever no, you feel no, like no. doing. Yeah, so right, the first right. thing no, I always play this? No, no, no. Well, you know what? When, when Maxie is up there, when Kepler is first, I, I, he stays out a little longer. Of course, I learn how long they stay out of the box. And Max does. And I can go down, dun, dun, da, 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 da. let's go, Max. And then up a half step and, and then up a half step. And sometimes I can get four. Dun, 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 da, 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 really? Dun. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that is so and, cool. But, but, you know, then, yeah, that's right. That I do a little. Watch the ones that are long because I like to do Adam's Family. Da 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 da. da da da. You know, and I'm not going to do that with uh, Nelson Cruz or I'm not going to do it with Polanco because they hardly step out at all. Okay. And, and the major league rule is the, the big thing about the job, that's the only really, really, really important thing about the job, is that when the, they have both feet in the box and are ready to bat, in parentheses, I'm saying that. Okay. Um, I have to be done. I, I can't finish the last note. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. I have to stop. Exactly. I mean, really, and, that, and that's the big thing because it's a major league role. And I talked to the major league guy one day on the way back to the car, and he said, you do fine. You're, I know you, you're watching. But, of course, I have to watch every single instant. Um, what would uh, be a repercussion if you did play? Too oh, I would long. be done. I would be done just like that. They'd fire oh, you. Oh yes, yes. It's a major league rule. They're not going to say, "Well, you're have going to try and do better." Wow. Well, I mean, it's that. Imp- I mean, you know, uh, th- this is this is just a little fluff thing on the side of the game, really. When it gets right down to it, we're getting more and more and more and more fluff. There's less letting the fans do their own thing. It's trying to get them to do what we want them to do. And, okay. You know. 
do you have much interaction with the players never, overall? Never. The never? only one I've ever known that... Yeah, I did know Tori when he was here. Uh, Mikey Kadir is way special. Okay. I remember when he said to his, to his wife, I want you to meet our organist, Sue Nelson. Mikey was very, very special. Yes. But the old guys are the ones that I knew. I knew Harmon, which was just such a blessing to know Harmon Killebrew. Killebrew. He's wow. way, way, way. I have a picture on the back of the organ of him, and I do direct many young people to that picture and say he was our number one. He started at the beginning, and he is the nicest man ever. And uh, yeah, because I think anybody that comes to a Twins game should know the name Harmon Killebrew. Absolutely. Um, but I, of course, I know. Uh, Ken Herbeck and Timmy Laudner and all those, all those old guys. Now I know all of them. And Justin Morneau a little bit because yeah. he's in the press box. I can, I can be in the press box. No Bert Blylevin. And yes, he's a classic too. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, so do they just stop by and say hi? Or? No, no, no. They, no. Nobody ever gets up there during, during the game, and that's when I'm there. So I, don't, I only see them when I'm in the press box before the game or you know, out when I see them someplace else. Herb Carneal was absolutely the sweetest man, and I knew him and his wife, Kathy, pretty well and went to their house and gave him a few organ lessons. He wanted to play. He wanted to. He had a little Hammond organ, and he wanted to learn to play a few songs. And his wife's favorite song was, Do You Know What It Means to Miss New Orleans? And I always played it for her. <laughs> she, they're just, you know, there's so many things. In the 21 years, I can't even believe all the cool things. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. Thank you.